Welcome back to the Casual Heresy Podcast. My name is Michael. And I'm Spencer. So I'm going to go ahead and get us started off with an opening prayer, and then we can dive right into it, because there's plenty to talk about today. Indeed. All right. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together, this time of community. Um, We thank you for the Supreme Court ruling. We thank you for answering the millions of prayers over the years that have been offered up to you for the unborn. Uh, We give thanks for that. We ask you to guide us moving forward from here as the pro-life movement continues. uh, We ask you to bless all of our listeners and to bless Spencer and myself. We ask all these things in your precious and holy name. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, um, I bet you can guess what we're going to talk about. (laughs) Right? And we're recording this on June 25th, 2022, so that should give a pretty good indication. If you've been paying attention to American politics. I think we did an episode about abortion, like, way early back. But it was kind of about, um, more, I don't know, it was about, I think it was the election episode, so it was kind of not really about abortion, but we talked about abortion, you know? Mm -hmm. So, the first thing I wanted to bring up is, this has always been really striking to me, is, um, this is not a new Catholic teaching, um, I'm going to reference the Didache. Now, the Didache, I have open here the World History Encyclopedia, which is not at all a Catholic source, so I'm getting this from an objective source. Um, The Didache is dated from anywhere between 50 A.D. and um, 400 A.D., 500 A.D. Um, Generally considered to be authentic, it is the teachings of the Twelve Apostles, it's referenced by um, Eusebius of Caesarea, uh, Athanasius, Origen, and Rufinus. So, it's it's legit, you know. It's old, like time of the apostles, old. And chapter two, section two, of the Didache, reads as follows: Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not corrupt youth. Thou shalt not commit fornication. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not use soothsaying. Thou shalt not practice sorcery. Thou shalt not kill a child by abortion. Neither shalt thou slay it when born. Thou shalt not covet the goods of thy neighbor. Boom. Twelve apostles. So, this is like, you know, this is fundamental to being a Christian, which is kind of sad because not all Christians are on board with it at today's day and age, but that's always been striking to me that it's said that blatantly in a document from the uh, church fathers, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you are Catholic or Christian and are okay with 
the slaughtering of babies, then you need to take serious consideration of repenting because you're a horrible Christian. Yeah, like ask you, like why are you why are you Christian? You know, it kind of like we always talk about this. Christ demands a choice, right? Mm-hmm. When you're encountered with the truth of Christianity, it's you, it demands a choice. You either accept it or you walk away, and this is part of it. And maybe for you, this is a hard part of it, but it's still part of it, you know? Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I think the, the Catholics especially, who are either pro-choice very openly, like many of our politicians are, or say that they don't think they should have a say because it doesn't directly affect them, um, that kind of bothers me because it that's trying to fit a political argument, trying to force the church into a political ideology, you know, mm-hmm. because if it was anything else, you wouldn't say that, you know, if it, uh, genocide, you wouldn't say, oh, I shouldn't have an opinion on this because I am not the part of the group committing genocide or the part of the group being killed. It's like, no, you'd still say that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Any, any other, um, any other violation of basic human rights, you would say that's wrong. We are rational beings. We, we, it doesn't matter if I'm a man or a woman, if I have a uterus, if I don't. Right. I, I can still rationally think and know what's right and wrong. And I think the scary thing is, is the thing I'm hearing more and more is, so the, the, um, the rallying cry of the uh, pro-abortion movement has always been my body, my choice, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed, but it started being less and less about that. It's less and less about uh, bodily autonomy, and it's more and more about just having the right to kill someone inconvenient. Mm-hmm. And it's like that... I, I don't... that That's terrifying to me, you know? Yeah. I don't know when, I, I guess I get it that the probably the UN has abortion on its list of fundamental human rights, but I, I don't understand when the UN doing something made it empirically true, you know? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It's like, oh, the UN said it's a human right, so therefore it's a human right. It's like, no. Basically, like, this is how we should think. If the UN says anything, we should probably take it as... The opposite is probably true. Yep, I was gonna say you should probably ignore it at this point, because <laughs> you know what did the UN do to stop the Rwandan genocide? Not a thing. They like withdrew their peacekeeping military from Rwanda. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, you guys are clearly the the um, moral authority for the entire world. Not. Yeah, I was just gonna say that's a whole nother rabbit hole. <laughs> the UN. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Because, like, I was thinking about this, like, I don't think, obviously there are individuals and subgroups that don't, but the vast majority of even just monotheistic people recognize that abortion is just egregiously wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, Muslims, Jews, Christians, that's just kind of accepted. It's child sacrifice. Yeah, like, this is, this isn't new. That's the thing. This isn't new. Mm-hmm. 
the one thing that keeps getting brought up right now that's going to be hard. Okay, for me it's hard because um, people who are pro-life have spent 50 years with this. We spent 50 years with Roe v. Wade. I honestly never thought I would live to see an America free from Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. I never thought that. And it's hard because now... Um, you, I, I'm just trying to, you know, sometimes you just have to stay off the internet because it's like you see posts from just the opposite side of the argument, like calling for violence and calling for that this is a egregious violation of human rights and therefore we're justified in ignoring the government and just overruling the Supreme Court and it's hard because we never did that. You know, mm -hmm. we, the, the pro-life movement never did that. They were again, okay. There were people again, individuals who did commit violent acts. I, I did remember seeing that on the news. People would like vandalize Planned Parenthood clinics, but you got to remember that was never sanctioned by the pro-life movement politically or any Christian church that I know of, but of any kind. The thing, yeah, and it's quite the opposite for pro-choice yeah. movement. They you have want insurrections. Yep, you have elected members of Congress telling people to be violent towards pro-life individuals. It's like, oh, okay, settle down know. there. And they'll call it protesting. They'll call it peaceful protesting. Right. Like the main media, mainstream media will. But still, the January 6th was an insurrection. <laughs> right, exactly. It's so pathetic. So I guess the hard thing for me is now now we have to, as a, not really as a church, because the Catholic Church has always kind of been in this mindset, but as a political movement, we have to shift. We, we're no longer on the grassroots, we need to flip the table end of things, mm -hmm. you know? We still have tons of work to do, obviously, but it's like, we're in a, we need to shift to a different phase of the process, and I'm worried that some people aren't. Or some people already have too soon, you know? Yeah. Because, I don't know, some things aren't going to change. Like, I was thinking about this last night. I Most, um, I haven't been to a Catholic church that didn't have, like, uh, diaper drives and formula drives for their local uh, mother and unborn baby clinic. I haven't seen that. At least having a box in the back of church for donations or once a year they have something, you know. Mm -hmm. So that part's not going to change, but I don't know. I mean, like, if we need to start volunteering at, at clinics, I would do that, you know. That's not the problem. Mm -hmm. It's just we we need to... I The other thing I have a hard time is with is... Um... um Usually, I don't have a hard time with this. That we need to kind of see the other side, you know? The demonic? Yeah, exactly. See, for me, I can't see the other side of wanting to kill a child. I can't see that side, no matter how hard I try. It was like the Washington Post ran this puff piece about this woman whose life was ruined because she couldn't have an abortion in Texas. And her life was ruined because... Uh, she married the father of the kids, 
the guy had to stop being a bum at a skate park and he actually had to go to join the military so that he could pay for having a family. And it ended <laughs> with them, like, at Christmas being a uh, nuclear family and they are like, see how horrible she could have gone to tech school like she was going to. And I was like, I don't... I don't I'm confused. Like, let's just, what are you trying to d- demonstrate here? Because I see this as a win for everyone involved. The kids get to live. The dad stops being a skateboard skateboard park bum and joins the military. The mom gets funding and gets to be a mom and have a family and family support. Like, I don't... I get that for some people, they don't see that as fulfilling, you know, being a parent. Yeah. I can, mm-hmm. that part I can get, that they think that they have more, they need more to life to be fulfilled. I can understand that part. But then, that, to, to assume that you can't have kids and have a life is ludicrous. Like, I've, <laughs> I just, that's the other part I don't get. Yeah, to think that killing your baby is empowering rather than having your baby. Right. I don't know, and then people people are talking about like how the the like the orphanage system is going to be completely overwhelmed, and I'm like, okay, that's something we can fix, you know, like you know all those taxpayer dollars we were spending on Planned Parenthood, maybe we can spend those on a better orphanage system. Yeah, where yeah. are those tax dollars going now? I don't know. I genuinely have no idea. <laughs> No, they really should go towards actual healthcare clinics, not Planned Parenthood. You know, I was talking to somebody uh, last night, and they said this is the only time in their life that they've actually been proud to be an American. And it's like, and you can't say anything about it mm-hmm. because, like, you'll lose all your friends. You'll you'll or half your friends, you know. Yeah. And it's like. You know, maybe that's not worth it. Maybe they're not really your friends then, you know? Mm-hmm. But. This is the right decision, obviously. Ending Roe v. Wade and Casey. Like, it was, it's a blessing, mm-hmm. but a lot of people are going to see it as. And it's as it's either over or. Three days ago, my, my views on this haven't changed in the last month, you know? They're the same they were three days ago. But. Somehow, now the Supreme Court has decided that the pro-life side was right, not the pro-choice side. Somehow now we're evil, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. it, that that doesn't quite add up. And abortion is not as popular in this country as people think it is. You look at the numbers for that, and that's kind of amazing. I saw something yesterday that 65% of Americans would support a a ban on abortions after 15 weeks. How many? 65? 65%. And that's that's the Mississippi law that went to the Supreme Court in the first place. So that's, I don't know. I think that that's very telling. That makes more sense to me. I mean, this country is still overwhelmingly Christian. It would make sense to me that Christians, even the ones who don't believe in the traditional Christian teaching on abortion would still not want to cause undue pain to an unborn child, you know? Mm-hmm. So, 
that that part makes sense. A lot of people are afraid that this is going to now backfire and start getting to things like gay marriage. I think personally that's not going to happen. That it will, will ramp it up is what you're saying? No, that it'll that the Supreme Court will eliminate gay marriage. Oh. And see, the thing is, from from a Christian perspective, those are two. There's a very crucial difference between those two things. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, I I see no moral benefit to making gay marriage illegal. There will still be gay people, you know, mm-hmm. and their souls will still be in the same state that they are now. That's not going to change that. In fact, it'll make it worse because it'll make them hate hate Christians, you know. So it, I, I just don't see that happening because they're still the differences is that they with like gay marriage is then you're still alive. You can still repent. So from a Christian perspective, like there's no more the the moral situation is the same whether it's legal or illegal. With abortion, it's not because then the unborn child dies. You know, mm-hmm. so that's I think people are saying that's next. I just don't think that's true. I think the biggest concern, by and large, for most politically active Christians is abortion, and kind of always has been since Roe v. Wade was came down in the first place. You know. Oh yeah, just saddens me how many like friends and family like you see on the internet posting about supporting this posting about how this has ruined people's lives and stuff like that and how they're on the opposite side of the pole yep it's like I just I don't so the conclusion to that statement is is that your life is ruined because you had a child and then what happens when that child is 14 and really depressed and they go online and they see this post about how you they ruined your life? You know, they weren't wanted. Like, that... I don't know. I think that's very... Like, like a lot of things on that side of the political arena, that's very short-sighted. You know, that's not looking ahead very far. Mm-hmm. Because even... Even people who are pro-choice would recognize that someone's a human being after they're born. Most of them, anyway. So, but I think it's easy It's easy to get kind of mired down by that. I know I was for a, a good chunk of yesterday. Like, oh, all these people that I really respected are now, like, promising to help people get abortions. And that makes me really uncomfortable being friends with yeah. them. <laughs> you know, it's like... Especially if you didn't realize that they were on that side. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, and so, now I realize because you just said something about it, right? And it's—I I don't know. It's not like I—I I am not the kind of person to go randomly bring up abortion in a room full of people, you know? Like mm-hmm. that—that's just not me. I'd rather like. First off, that's terrible evangelization because that's not going to get anywhere. It's not very good political or ethical debate either because it's just going to make people angry and then they can't 
actually have cohesive discussions. It's pretty insensitive. Yeah. Because what if somebody has experienced that? Mm -hmm. They are depressed about it. So then it's hard for now that's actually happening, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know that it's happening in the real world, but it's definitely happening in the digital world, you know? Yep. If people don't recognize that it's a human life before they're born, they just need to get with reality. Right. It's exactly. There's people that still believe that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that because a lot of the people that I know that believe that are all very, very intelligent people. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like and this is like biology 101, literally. Mm-hmm. What makes a human life a human life? That's. I was thinking about this, like, like as I was falling asleep last night. I was trying to come up with, um, because the the argument against abortion from the uh, perspective of human life usually doesn't get anywhere, either because people don't believe it or because they do and they don't care, you know, mm-hmm. which is more disturbing. But so I was trying to think of like, what could you say that is like similar, but doesn't actually ask them to believe that a unborn child is a human being, which almost to me sounds like a nonsensical thing to even have to say, you know, Mm -hmm. like I should, I shouldn't have to say that. But so from a Christian perspective, or even from, you could say just a metaphysical perspective, you, I, I, they have souls, you know, even as I mean, as Catholics, we believe even animals have souls. They don't have immortal souls, but they have souls. Mm-hmm. So then, is you're you're taking a human soul and you're ending its life on Earth. That's that's where it's wrong. And I think maybe we get a little too mired down in biology sometimes, you know. Yeah. But maybe that's just me because. I'm not a biologist, so I have a hard time arguing with biologists about biology because I feel very under-equipped for that, you know? Yeah. I I can argue this. So they they say, my body, my choice. And I'll say, okay, well, if it was your body, you would be dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. So you're taking your body out... You're dismembering your body out of your body. Mm -hmm. That's really weird. Yep. It's really odd. It's just such a culture of death. Because that's the thing that's been scaring me, is more and more people have been admitting, yeah, it's a human life, but it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Because it's affecting my life, so I get to end it. Or people that would say, well, I wish I was aborted. It's like, jeepers. Like, how... How broken must you be to even say that? Right. And then there are lots of people who are abortion survivors. Mm-hmm. And again, then that's really insensitive to them because they were very blatantly not wanted, you know? Mm-hmm. And then there's miscarriages and things like that. And the left is calling that, they're trying to call that stuff abortions. I don't know if you've. Seen yeah. heard about that. Yeah, but that's like that's 
that's because that's like the medical term for that is like um, spontaneous abortion or something like that. I don't remember what exactly what it's called, but like medically, it's not actually called a miscarriage. So, but it's not an abortion, though. It's not an abortion. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an intentional act to end a life. That's. It's a constitutional prob- right. Yeah. Um, just because no. Just because something was made legal does not mean it was actually in the constitution right it just means people done messed up uh, yeah because that by that standard then slavery is a constitutional right that we as white people have been deprived of for the last 150 years mm-hmm. that's insane just because something was once thought to be a constitutional right doesn't make it definitely a constitutional right forever mm-hmm. it's just the beginning of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel Mm-hmm. I remember hearing once in high school that over one third of our generation was aborted. Mm. And you know, like growing up in my neighborhood, there weren't a lot of kids around. And I never thought anything of it. But, you know, that kind of makes sense a little bit now. You know? Yeah. It's pretty wild. And ultimately now, the the fight, the political fight just gets kicked back to the states rather than the federal level. Mm-hmm. Which means that, you know, it it's kind of easier to organize in a way because you just have to organize within your state. You know, you just have to build up momentum within your state. Mm-hmm. And most most state legislatures are conservative anyway. So there's still plenty of progress left to be made. There's still progress currently being made. Although it's a Saturday, so not actually right now, but you know. <laughs> it'll pick up again on Monday. The thing I think that concerns me is there's a real risk for like disunity within the church with this you know because i think there is a legitimate minority it's a very it's definitely a minority but there is a legitimate minority of catholics who think abortion is good you know Mm -hmm. and there are even priests and bishops who think that yeah and i think i think that's that's the danger now is i i don't know maybe we have to go to like back to um the second century you just have to have random synods everywhere all the time to figure out which bishops are actually in union with the church you know but mm-hmm. i mean i was good glad to see the usccb put out a thing um, praising this decision, which is good, you know? Yep. I mean, I think the guy the, who's currently the president, uh, I think it's Archbishop Gomez, I think. I'm not of sure. Los, Los Angeles, something like that. Um, he's, he's pretty solid. I think I'm going to look it up. Archbishop. Uh, yes, Jose Gomez. There he is. So, yeah. Archbishop of Los Angeles. 
he's a pretty pretty solid guy, and he's currently the president of the USCCB, so that doesn't Sweet. really surprise me. But I don't remember who said it. Somebody said that we need to, you know, take a day to celebrate the win, but then recognize that this there's kind of a bigger fight coming now mm-hmm. because the the pro-abortion crowd wasn't really fighting per se you know they thought they'd already won and now they're going to be fighting so it's going to be an actual actual fight you know Mm -hmm. to keep this at the capitol in here in wisconsin they they uh pro-choice pro-abortion people were like in the capital or something like that um all chanting like shut them down or something like that the legislation and, yeah but see the legislation in wisconsin here is, is really republican <laughs> like they already voted to i'm pretty sure yesterday they voted to um keep the like 1890 abortion law on the books so like I don't know that that's going to stick because I don't think our governor is going to sign it but hmm. I'm to see I haven't actually done much reading on that mostly because anything to do with politics in Madison is usually kind of distressing mm-hmm. to read about <laughs> So yeah, Mafia, do you want to lead us in a closing prayer? Yes. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your family that you have welcomed us into. We ask that all humans... All Americans that we may see the dignity of human life and that we may understand that is it is your will for life to come into this world let us not become gods of our own bodies and own life but may we give our lives to you Lord so that your will may be done our gratitude and honor is all yours Lord Amen Amen In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit Amen well Keep praying for those babies, everyone. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and uh, support us on Patreon. Follow Life Cheers everywhere. Uh, yeah. God bless you guys. <laughs>